Greetings, Internet friends. Welcome to the audio version of Walking and Talking, the show in which I walk and talk extemporaneously and reflexively for four-hour durations, reporting on my experience in real time as it relates to topics such as philosophy of mind, consciousness, and metaphysics. In other words, continuously slicing the existential nothing burger in myriad fancy ways. If you appreciate this show, please consider donating via Patreon or PayPal, and even small donations help tremendously. I'm not running any ads or promotions on Walking and Talking and would prefer to keep it that way, meaning your donations are the only income I receive from the show. I will put the links in the show notes, and without further ado, let's get on to slicing the nothing burger. Damn, what is up, my internet friends? Welcome to Walking and Talking. The show where I walk and talk. Take a seat. Settle in. Dopaminergically bond with me for a few minutes. Look, it's your old pal. Your trusty friend. Sweet relief. You can stop, uh, you know, trying to make sense of your own life and... Just defer all that to me for four hours. Let me, let me do all the thinking. No, there's, there's no need for you. You know. To do all the work of Actualizing your fullest potential in life. Just defer that to me for four hours. Take it easy. Honestly, this has me thinking a bit about under what various circumstances you might be in. And I feel, you know, mentally and emotionally. Under what circumstances have you come here? What might you be looking for in walking and talking? And I just imagine the sorts of things that I would find myself looking for when I open up YouTube. How many times do I just go and get on the internet for no particular reason? Probably a disturbing amount. So I suppose that, whoa, there's a big, big ass uh, cluster of lantern flies, but I suppose that as I transition from sort of a 
task mode of thinking into something else, which is what tends to happen in these videos. Um, for now, I need a provisional justification for doing what I'm doing. That is trying to think about what sort of service I could be providing here, trying to justify what I'm doing in, in terms of the benefit to sentience in the long haul of things. In Napoleon Dynamite. What was I saying? Oh yeah, so I'm imagining, I'm imagining you getting on YouTube because you're tired. You're tired of thinking. You're tired of being, feeling yourself. It gets, it gets exhausting, I know. You, uh, there's all this noise going on in my head and I'm like, fuck this. Let me uh, let me hand it let me hand it, hand it over to somebody who I think could help me or something like that in some way, or at least just help me not have to deal with all this noise in my head for some time. Uh, there might be a, a physiological state that. I am kind of, to varying degrees, conscious of, and I might be reacting to it aversely. That is, just to put that a little more simpler, uh, like, in some way or another, I could just be feeling not ideal, sub-ideal. And... That could, you know, vary in degree and in type. You know, there, there could be some, there could be some sort of like intense kind of issue that keeps nagging at me. some component of of being that feels really off confusing I don't know how to what the solution is There's something something causing some discomfort, but I can kind of escape it or take my mind off of it by watching a YouTube video.
But I think often underneath that mental activity, there's like something, um, there's something physiological going on that's, that drives that kind of like avoiding type of action. I mean, something seems bad, I'm thinking about. Maybe there's, maybe it relates to some physiological state of being like kind of tense or could be some, you know, more elevated than necessary amount of adrenaline going on. Or some background, some kind of background adrenaline level. I mean, that's that's one possible scenario, or it could be torpor. I'm just like tired out mentally or physically. Don't have enough energy to like do something. To, to really do something, you know, meaningful or productive or something. But I'm not quite ready to sleep. So it's like, yeah, f find something that's at some level that I can engage with that will alleviate uncomfortable feelings. I don't know. It's... Maybe I should also uh, attempt to imagine like a more positive scenario of you coming here and being here. I mean, not that this is... Not that what I'm describing necessarily has to be thought of as a negative thing, actually. But... Yeah, I don't know. I guess I I would always I think I would usually have to say I don't know. That when I am coming to YouTube, it's common that that I don't feel at that moment as aligned with like my my core purpose of being as at some other times say for instance when i'm actually making this video or doing something else and engaging uh my my creativity in a challenging way, in some other way, or something like that. But it's not, uh, it's not black and white. Maybe, maybe I could be, I don't know. It's, it's certainly true that I've encountered a lot of stuff on YouTube that, 
seems to seems to feed in and stimulate and stir up and keep active my thinking at least but also it's so it's so just uh it's such a treacherous landscape of dopaminergic traps that um you're 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 treading in dangerous territory you know what i'm saying it's um you're engaging with an environment that is specifically designed to hijack your attention and keep your eyes on the screen so that you can, you know, so that ultimately that you can be shown advertisements which are very specifically designed to influence your thinking in a way that benefits is beneficial for the person or organization that is paying for the advertisement you have to realize that that is kind of the the material lifeblood of this media platform Miraculously enough, we do have the option not to monetize, not to show ads. Although I was finding this thing that there were there were these ads being shown at the beginning of stuff. There's an oyster mushroom. Here's an ad advertisement for oyster mushrooms. Eat delicious oyster mushrooms. They're free. Um. I was seeing some ads being shown on on my videos even that weren't monetized I think like at the beginning there was I mean it was like there was like a faded out image of the ad a still image and then there was like a button that said like play ad before these videos I don't know what's that what that's about or if it will continue but I mean, and on the other hand, for, for this platform to exist in a way that you can use it essentially for free is kind of miraculous. I mean, Just considering the fact that I can upload this amount of content without paying for that to make it available to anybody with the internet and have it be optional whether I allow ads on the videos or not, that's, that's pretty remarkable. 
I don't take that for granted. But nonetheless, um, it's, it's very much an environment where everyone is competing for your attention. Everyone, everyone is competing to have some influence on your mind and your thinking and thereby your behavior. Even me, in a way, you know? And so how are you gonna discern? I mean, are, are you, are you, first of all, are you actually making any attempt to, to keep, keep that reality in mind when, when you're navigating this medial landscape. Like, are, are you even, how, how cognizant are you of these types of biases and ulterior motives and drives that are that are influencing to an overwhelming degree the types of content that's being presented to you. How aware of you are that? How are of that, first of all? And then, if you are aware of that, which I'm sure a lot of you are, particularly if you're watching this, Then it's like, to what extent, to what extent do you kind of fall into the sort of dopaminergic, limbic, attentional pathways that are that are being set before you? That is, how often do you go on YouTube? Maybe with a purpose in mind. Maybe you're like, I'm going to watch this. You open up YouTube, you got this page you got that shows you a bunch of thumbnails. You got a sidebar th showing you all these th thumbnails. And, and then you end up clicking on something that has nothing to do with your original intention. Uh, and so your your attention gets sidelined from its original objective. And I'm not saying that's a 100% negative thing, but I do think overall it's like a scattering. It's a, it's a it has a diffusing 
impact on your attention, your ability to to think about things in a comprehensive and continuous manner. You know, like so, sometimes you have to uh, dedicate an amount of time to to focus on anything in order to to make any you know significant progress about thinking about something to learn something significant Um, as well as just like to uh, to understand yourself better and to 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 be able to develop yourself better to be able to do things like think clearly and make wise decisions and so not only is there this um, like mental scattering effect of you sort of falling into all these um, disparate information streams very rapidly and a lot of times presenting information in a very in an overly simplified way in a short amount of time but then there's also just there's like the uh, emotional regulation aspect of all this as well as in As in, for instance, if there is some, some unaddressed emotional need that leads towards you or coming to YouTube, YouTube is really designed to, to exploit that and in, in, in form addictive behavior of moving from stimulus to stimulus and giving you these dopamine hits that in the very short term distract you from that that, that in the in the very short term could make you feel better and then in the long term form an addictive behavior because in the long term that, that, because they don't you know address this your needs in uh, a substantial or sustainable way, not in a way that leads you towards 
having more autonomy, more sovereignty, more ability to self-regulate your emotions in varying circumstances and situations, and a deeper insight into yourself. And in fact, it's probably deleterious to that type of development. Because it's not just a matter of getting more and more information. It's, uh, what's more important are, are, are pretty, like, core capacities to, uh, of, like, making sense out of things and of, I don't know, to have, you know, to, to be able to think for yourself, essentially, is what I'm saying. to be able to sort through all the more, all the, all the, uh, to, you know, sort through all this information and, and, um, discern what in there is meaningful and what is simply a distortion that is brought about by all these various types of biases and ulterior motives that influence what information is presented and how it's presented. And this is pretty important because it has a big effect on how you operate in the rest of the world as well, in your in other aspects of your life. Not not only in online interaction. Whoa. Look at these purple trooms. Woo, what are these? 
They are so purple. I'm gonna have to check these out on the way back. Because, you know, we're not gonna get... We're, we're gonna attempt here to stay focused. Whatever exactly that means. I have to keep walking swiftly here because if I stop walking swiftly, a cloud of mosquitoes is going to descend upon me and suck me dry. Uh, at times, it can it can feel kind of impossible to see an alternative way of operating. Um, and what I mean by that is If you if you if you don't if you ha if you have not had a significant experience of of an a, a an emotional topography that is not all tied up in in these kind of um, addictive neurotransmitter patterns. And so I mean, like, like for instance, the way you, the way you might be, there, there, there might be kind of like a gravitational, emotional draw towards watching, I don't know, a whole bunch of really short YouTube videos of whatever it is, I don't know, fear pong, or, uh, I can't even I can't even think of what what people watch. I I don't I don't mean to like single out and deride any particular YouTube form. Although although I I am kind of in a way I am kind of like deriding in general a lot of a lot of things. And I, I guess I do. I guess I do mean to deride um, like a, like a, a, a very a very ubiquitous form of relating to each other that uh, that manifests very ferociously on YouTube and other online platforms. And I'll try to I'll try to explain more of that as we go along here.
if you feel this gravitational emotional pull towards watching certain types of media that's 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 has has this like shaping effect on your emotional topography that is like you know one video is going to give you a little boost and you're going to feel some form of happiness or pleasure from seeing it but then that's kind of coupled with uh, a kind of discomfort after it ends is you have to you have to pull yourself away from you, you have to work against gravity like when the video ends and then there's another one on autoplay just about to come up is there this uncomfortable feeling that maybe maybe there's something else you could be doing that that could be more conducive to let's say something like a more fully engaged life Interesting mushrooms here. Or maybe in maybe in my case, sometimes I have that feeling, but uh, I don't know where where to start. I don't know what to do. You know, a feeling of not knowing what to do with my life and so like a, an uncomfortable feeling of not knowing what to do but and then, and then engaging with media because in, in some ways it does, in some ways, uh, through the media that we, we choose to engage with, like there's, there's some version of what we're looking for in there that comes to us. Like maybe, maybe if we're feeling some kind of meaningless, like we get, we get some kind of, we get some kind of dose of meaning through, through the through some media you know like that's like like a half hour sitcom no a tried and tested formula over the decades 
It's like you 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 have this little uh, you have this little vignette where you can come you can you can very much predict in your favorite sitcom that a character or character uh, a few a group of characters are going to face a dilemma in life a problem, some form of crisis, and that some amount, some, some form of resolution um, will come to that problem by the end of the half hour. Uh, and some, you, you'll, you'll be able to get some, you'll be able to understand some form of meaning in that. Well, some it'll present it'll present to you like a little narrative of life onto which you can probably you can probably project in some way some of your own problems and dilemmas and thus uh I don't know feel some kind of meaning but it, it and it comes that but that feeling that feeling comes from the from the watching of this this uh, representation of the the solving of a problem And it, it is not the solving of your problem. It's, uh, it doesn't do anything for that. It's, I mean, I don't know. It, or, or like to, to the extent that it, uh, I don't know. I could be totally wrong here. There's, the, I, I mean, I, I could be like, there could be this other, other interpretation of this that I think is also valid that, uh, these, these fictions are, uh, and stories are a very important part of our society of forming intersubjective value systems and uh, co you know collective a collective meaning media is presenting our presenting and, and serving to to form and maintain our, our collective narratives
So I guess what the problem, and, and so like that, that in itself, that in itself isn't inherently bad. I'm not saying you can't enjoy things. But uh, what I see as the dilemma, I suppose, is that that if we if we cannot question the main collective narratives that we have that we're using to make sense out of life if we can't if if we're if we're so if we're so completely enraptured and absorbed by like the present dominant collective narratives about what life is and what makes life meaningful and all sorts of all sorts of things like how can we be happy and fulfilled and what is valuable in life and all this stuff what morality is all these important things that we're so enraptured in the current like dominant thing which is the one that's generally portrayed uh, and supported by the most popular forms of media then we miss the opportunity to to try to, to try and uh, find better narratives more adequate ones more adequate more adequate values because it's unquestionable that the world is quickly changing the man all these purple mushrooms they're so slippery Uh, and in my mind, I'm wondering if there are those, those one, uh, those, uh, that one species of psilocybin that does grow in this region. I don't know. Um, like the, the... Like the very like the the material basis of our society is changing. Like the the ways in in which we just kind of stay materially alive, um, and many of the ways that we thought about those things are proving themselves to. They're starting to fall apart because they were never really sustainable in the first place.
and you know ideologically um, a lot of our broadly our, a lot of our widely cherished values are uh, starting to crack up and which is, is, you know, it's like evident in kind of various breakdowns that we see occurring and conflicts that are occurring and just becoming what seems like, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm, uh, I could be focusing too much on the present moment as in, the present moment as in like, the past few years, or this year in particular. Toad. Even as I even as I say all of this, I'm becoming aware of <clears throat> the narrative that I'm presenting, which I'm I'm by no means sure of this as an objective truth, as in I begin, I'm beginning to sound like I'm portraying a world that's, uh, that's falling apart, that was, I don't know. It's changing, that's for sure, but what's new? Hasn't it always been changing? And it's also interesting that I've been I've been speaking pretty abstractly, wouldn't you say? I mean, it's it's all related to uh, just the act of viewing here. I've been talking abstractly about the the act of watching YouTube, and I. But I feel like I'm shifting gears a little bit right now because. I'm starting to suspect that for me to continue um, on with this sort of like societal analysis at this at this moment might be might be a kind of defection on on uh, my my deepest values. For instance, I'm finding myself presenting a, a narrative in uh, that that I'm 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 kind of presenting some 
like a like an adversary in the world and that adversary not being a personal one but like a like a kind of broad set of ideologies like i'm i'm positioning myself as adversarial to the to that like hegemonic worldview or whatever and i do uh i i i guess i am thinking about myself in those terms at the moment it's not not true But interestingly enough, it's like even the way that I'm presenting a narrative, I suspect as if I suspect as if I could do a better job at actualizing. a potential form of being in the world as an alternative to the ills that I'm describing. And I suspect that there's a way for me to do that in this moment. If you'll pardon me for a moment. I got a whiz and I'm gonna see what I can do about not being devoured by bugs.
so I suppose that what I've been saying it should be fairly easy to understand, fairly easy to say. I, I even suspect that uh, you've probably already thought about these things. You probably already have at least some kind of intuitive sense of the ways in, in which uh, media affects you emotionally and mentally and so on. I mean, I suppose, maybe I, su maybe I suppose I felt compelled to go on that sort of, that sort of polemic. Just in case there were any of you that hadn't, hadn't thought about that, that weren't aware, which is, which is also possible. But at this point, it's just that I have a sense that there's um, a greater opportunity here and let's just let, you know we might as we might as well try and stay connected uh, with what we've said so far. We, we might as well keep things continuous, because why not? Coherent to some degree. Like, so what am I, what am I proposing as an alternative to, uh, dopaminergic addictive relation to media and to the rest of life? Uh, my, I guess I think about it in the sense that um, I'd prefer to have a relatively stable serotonin level. Which, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly when I'm feeling like like I, I don't know exactly what uh, aspects of, of my state have to do with each particular neurotransmitter this is only this is only knowledge that I've heard from somebody else that there are these various neurotransmitters like serotonin, dopamine, endorphins, oxytocin, etc., that uh, are associated with various emotional states, emotional and mental states. 
and yeah. So I guess I've heard and read about them and so I make some linkage between those ideas. So it's like, you know, it's like not like I've ever seen serotonin. It's not like I've ever seen a neurotransmitter. I mean, uh, some of those compounds actually do exist outside of the human brain. Like, um, yeah, I think there's, there's plants that contain serotonin. I don't think eating it actually has anything to do with its level in your brain. So I don't know, in some sense I could like, I think uh, I could look at, uh, I think it might, it might be like stinging nettles or something. Um, that there's serotonin in, maybe contained in the compound that causes the sting when you touch it. But it's not like eating it has any effect on your own serotonin level, I don't think. So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm realizing that it is, it is kind of, it's kind of an abstract knowledge that I'm, that I'm describing here. And, um, by the, w by the way that I'm speaking about that, um, would imply that I, I might, I might start getting into questions about about episteme like what like the nature of this knowledge at all And so, um, uh, yeah, I guess I'm feeling more aware at this time of uh, very many levels that, that uh, we could be addressing. Like I could be speaking in sort of an, an inject, objective, um, empirical way about things like neurology and how it affects emotional states using abstract concepts like neurotransmitters. And, and just by, by abstract, I mean, I just mean um, a piece of knowledge that is when when we think about it is a bit is in some way decoupled from like our first person experience i mean maybe there's some way maybe there's some way to um have some electrodes hooked up to your head to measure the amounts of various neurotransmitters coursing through your neurons at any given moment. 
uh, so that you, I don't know you could you could like have some knowledge ha have like real-time knowledge of that as you are also experiencing firsthand But I'm, um, I feel as if I'm increasingly coming into some urge to, to kind of let go of this, uh, this, this somewhat empirical mode of thinking it's not that it's not it's not the empiricism that I'm that I uh, am finding any resistance to It's the problem is that I well here's here's an attempt of positing what uh, the problem might be and that might be that I have some I have a, a conception uh, about my concept of walking and talking that is the mental framework in which I'm encapsulating this experience that I'm having and that you're having but this is yeah this, this is very obvious I guess that Because of my memories of nice trooms. Because of my memories of prior episodes of <clears throat> walking and talking of my experience I I have this con conception of some like radically different mind state that tends to come about and and because of that it's like I think there's there's some kind of pattern in me that is seeking that Uh, there's there's something that that um, maybe almost wants to wants to contrive a certain some category of experience that I've created 
and in some way I could say that right now I'm beginning to see glimpses or that I could that that uh, my the nature of my experience is is changing in a way that I could see as aligning more with the mental category that I have but at the same time at the same time what it feels like is uh, a a crumbling apart of a, a dissolution of the ability to categorize. Let me try and say that a little more clearly, I suppose, because I don't know why not try to say everything as clearly as possible. It's kind of like I I found myself fairly rationally and coherently spelling out a a version of reality, an angle on reality. That was fine and all. But uh, I, I began to experience it as as like uh, more of a, a just kind of a translative version of reality rather than a, a transcendent one. At least um, in terms of my own personal experience. I, I can't really speak for your experience of it. So, for instance, I don't know if you had if you had never even considered the sorts of things that I was talking before. Maybe it could have been um, a transformative synthesis of information for you. It's possible. It's possible. But. What, what I find also fairly likely is that maybe you have also developed your own mental frameworks for looking at some of the same aspects of the world that I have been talking about. And so you get just like a different viewpoint on them. But for me, this was, I, I don't know. I, I began to see the, 
kind of the relativity of what I was saying. I don't know, it's not, not, it's still not, not true. But I, it's kind of like I, I kind of decided to abandon that path and now, now I feel in some ways more confused. A little more, I feel a little more lost now. Also, also interestingly enough, uh, this coincides with me being in geographically unfamiliar territory. This happened, this tends to happen a lot. That where I am mentally in these episodes, the char characteristics of that correspond to the geography. So I'm, you know, I've gotten into a territory where I'm not as familiar exactly where I am and I'm, I'm trying actually to remember. I'm trying, I'm trying to kind of like remember as I go here all the turns that I've been making so that I can find my way back the same way that I came. And I think I'm doing that with what I'm saying as well. That is, trying to hold some version of what's been said in my mind So that some kind of sense of overarching sense could possibly be made here. Even if currently, currently right now, I, I don't feel like I'm making sense or there's not, there's not, um, there's not a feeling right now of me speaking authoritatively on anything or or speaking about a a subject even per se at the moment i'm not talking about you know anything that i've studied at the moment at least that i'm 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 not consciously aware that i'm doing that And I'm not, at the moment, consciously aware of, say, repeating information. Although, you know, in the first 50 minutes or so, um, looking back retroactively on, on that period, the first 50 minutes or so of this video, which you might, you might remember well as having this characteristic of seeming to speak in a slightly more authoritative tone or that is from the position of I am relaying onto you information or a angle on reality that is that is valuable is uh, in your interest to understand there's, there's some of that 
There was some of that going on. And... Now... In light of what I just said, that was, that is, I, I was, I just now described an earlier portion of this episode of Walking and Talking. I, 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 in a way, I summarized it. But in that summary, I also shaped the reality of it to some extent. I mean, to the extent that you believe what I was saying. Like, I, 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 uh... I took an abstraction, which is, you know, an entire block of time that contained uh, a complex amount of information, and I I summed it up in in a statement that cast it in a certain light. And, you know, what that really is, is kind of spinning it, in a way. That's still one interpretation of that. And so, in a sense, now, it's as if I am, I am still, in a way, like, shaping my and your understanding of reality, but <clears throat> at least I seem to be doing it in a slightly more self-contained way, that is, keeping that localized to the more self-reflexive topic of this video itself. And in that way, I, I suppose that I'm hoping that uh, maybe, maybe some light becomes shed both for you and for me. In like a realer sense on that process. That is like, if I started off talking about it, maybe at some point well, I started off talking about it and eventually kind of realized I was doing it, uh, that I was to some extent doing what I was talking about, and at various points becoming increasingly aware of that or like aware of the kind of multiple ways in which I'm doing that that is uh, shaping our respective realities
by the way in which we think of things, about things. And And then I started to feel uh, a recursiveness to, to that process, which kind of, I, I could kind of describe the, the experience of that as kind of like a whip. You know how like, when you, if you have a whip, you know, you know, everybody, you, surely you must have a whip laying around. Uh, and if you don't, I don't know what your problem is. Uh, but you know how you like, you whip something, you make this big, this kind of big curve that's moving slowly. And then as it gets to the end of the whip, it gets smaller and smaller, but speeds up and speeds up, and then poosh, makes a snap. It was, it was some kind of experience like that. That's kind of like, I don't know. And now I'm now I'm uh, now I find myself actually grasping backwards towards a moment that I remember. That is uh, when when I uh, I realized when I kind of like experienced that recursiveness happening. Um, It was a significantly different It was like I was snapped into something uh, a different way of a, a different type of experience But now and then but now I'm I'm like not in that type of experience because I'm I'm thinking about a different type of it. I'm thinking about that that experience and wanting it. And so I'm not in that experience because I'm I'm precluding it because I'm in the experience of wanting. And so can I purposefully Avoid, drop the wanting, you know? Can I stop wanting? And, uh, you know, like, you know, like all the Buddhists talk about. So I can just feel peace. And clarity, and just, you know. Presence. But that, of course, gets into the age-old paradox wanting not to want
it's um, you know if somebody if you're a parent and your kid tells you they want something you can always come back at them with the classic it's nice to want things But I am I'm perceiving myself at this moment still kind of clinging on to sorts of representation of myself that feel now superficial or fractional or fragmented or another way to put it is involved in the emotional emotionally topographic texture that I associate with dopaminergic addiction so in other words being drawn to for instance, give sort of a, a charming, humorous anecdote like the, the parent saying to their kid, it's nice to want things, which is, is kind of humorous and charming. But I, but I feel like is not really the best because because that's not uh, it doesn't feel substantially embedded in in um, the core of the type of experience that I'm after. Or perhaps to word it a little bit better is that it's not that's not really seriously involved in what I perceive my most honest possible engagement with reality it or I could say that that diverts slightly from me most earnestly 
going towards truthfulness. And the reason that I say that it is representative of a dopaminergic addictive emotional topography is that it, 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 it's the sort of thing that would probably give you just like slight, slight mental relief as in, as in something that's easy to understand. It's not that I'm intentionally trying to make anything hard to understand. In fact, I, I uh, am striving to communicate as clearly as I can. But I am also trying to adhere to my own highest standard of the truth to be communicated. And I've been I've been speaking for a few minutes now. About just one kind of small moment that happened a few minutes ago. And as I got to the end of of talking about that and kind of explaining it in a way that I feel is sufficient, it now feels important to me to move on and continue, I don't know, continue, but to try and actualize as honestly as possible what, what it is, uh, the, the, the truth-finding process that I've been describing. Am I, am I doing it at all? It's actually like, everything that I'm saying is not exactly it. It's, it's all around it. It's all kind of precipitating outward from it. If I can even claim that, I'm not totally sure, but it's, it's peripheral to it. Kind of, wow, yeah, I don't know. In the sense that, in the sense that everything is kind of peripheral. To um, what, at this point, I have only sort of referred to as it, I guess.
Pretty good, how are you? I just had the uh, experience of being lost, mentally translate into the experience of being lost geographically again. A lot of a lot of trooms out, but I'm I'm defecting again. I'm like, that's I'm looking for something to hang on to. Mushrooms, you know, an object. Like, why am I even really fascinated? Am I? Am I? Am I even fascinated? Or is this like? It's like another thing, you know. Like even even knowledge about mushroom. Like I could learn all the knowledge about this. I mean, I know that's edible. I could like take the time and harvest that coral mushroom and eat it. But why, why even, you know? It's part of a, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's part of like, the the gravity the gravity of of efflux the the attraction the attraction of 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 solidity of solidifying so for instance the uh, the difference between the feeling of not knowing what you're doing and having having a a task or a conceptual framework on what you're doing that structures what you're doing there's nothing wrong with that what the hell am I talking about? And so in this in this moment I am experiencing some of the discomfort of of recognizing my own thought patterns and how how just repetitive they are including what i'm saying right now and including what i'm saying right now and including what i'm saying right now as as being total patterns of walking and talking 
and thus not feeling authentic, feeling disidentified. And even this very, even this very pattern of even the entire uh, even the everything about this feels so painfully familiar to me and it feeling painfully familiar means Like that, like I'm, like I'm just kind of like watching a process play out as if I'm uh, seeing something objectively that I would otherwise be identified with. That I would, I would, you know, that I would think I, I would thought that this was uh, subjective. I thought this was subjectivity. All this thinking and talking. Isn't that, isn't this the subject of me talking? Isn't this me here talking to you? But then I, then I've uh, shifted into this. I, it's like I, inevitably I can't help but uh, see this talking to you. As just going on. Without being a, like a, a real subject, you know? Like I guess there, I guess there is a subject present. I guess that's being, that's seeing this. But ah, even when I say that, I'm like fuck, because because I can still recognize this as being an idea that I heard or read somewhere else. In some in some mysticism or something like that. Like I'm just kind of I'm just it's as if I'm just kind of spouting off um, a Vedanta. Or various types of Buddhism. Let me drink some water. say I feel good here. I can't say I feel good. I felt good enough when I started. But this is, this is what I do every time. 
I, uh, I get confused. I feel lost for a while. I feel embarrassed. I, I see myself doing the same sorts of things that I've done every time. Um, I talk about seeing myself saying those things. I talk about identif I, I, I talk about becoming disidentified with the notions of self <clears throat> that I was previously thinking were myself. Uh, I, I talk about um, I, you know transpersonal states of awareness and uh, I, I seem to I, I, I apparently seem to like enter one as uh, the you know as we, we talk about subject object between you and me, the viewer and the person on the video. It's all the same. It's it's the same every time. I'm making the same video over and over again. <clears throat> and maybe you know I'll probably like. And I'll go through um, I'll go through a crisis of you know like sort of a, a self-reflexive crisis about like not thinking the video's good about thinking the video's really shitty that I'm bringing you all down. I'll go through that crisis and then uh, somewhere towards the end of the video uh, I'll get through that and uh, it'll all make sense uh, retro retroactively. That's how it goes every time. You don't, you don't have to watch the rest of this video. You know what's going to happen. You've seen it all before. Why even watch it? Don't you have something better to do? Obviously, I'm just going to be kind of spouting off the same rhetoric about, about selfhood that I always do. Just in, in uh, just a slightly different form each time. Just a slightly different presentation. And I'll I'll go through an emotional topography, and then at the end I'll get I'll uh, you know appear to have some overarching perspective on it. We're we're entering into the crisis part of the plot arc. Can't if you can't tell. If you didn't see that coming. You know, it's just like... It's it's kind of like the comfort that you get from watching a sitcom. Because you know it's going to have the exact same fucking uh, emotional arc every time you watch it. Um, just with like a different... Um, a, a different dilemma each time. And so you get comfort from, you know, just going through a familiar 
dilemma, a, f a familiar emotional arc that gives you uh, some kind of simulacra of meaning every time. And that's what this is too. Just It's just four hours long. And with very low production values. A little, little bit more raw. You could say. And uh, much more consuming of your time. Your precious time here on Earth. You're the limited time of your life. But maybe I can just kind of go on. I don't know. Like I recognize the pattern so strongly that uh, now I feel so disinterested in it. But then again, at the same time, I feel, I feel disinterested in uh, like the idea of newness, you know. I don't at present have a compelling enough reason to drastically alter the format of this YouTube channel. It's like, uh, you know, I realize it's shitty. I know it's stupid. I know it's, it's, uh, deeply problematic. In, in so many ways. Just, you know. And I'll... Yeah. I'm still doing it. I'm still... Uh, I'm still going through my patterns here. I'm still saying the same things that I say. Like, I was just about... I was just about to talk about how I realized... Walking and talking is problematic. That what I'm doing here is problematic. And in this, like, kind of like, then I was going to go on and, like, expand that, that in the sense that life itself is fundamentally problematic.
and then uh, then I caught myself because I remember that's exactly the sort of thing that I would say. She. Like, I can't, um, I don't know. I'm coming up the, against the, um, the absence of, like, self-authoring. The absence of any real agent, you know. Not a real agent in the fundamental sense of, um... Here is me, the, the locus of control. Choosing freely what I think and say and do. It's so, it's so weird being alive. Like I have this question, like what was, was there ever like some original creative moment, you know? We have this uh, still tragically ubiquitous worldview of there being a, a humanoid creator god that made everything in an original act of creativity, an original act of authorship that like all cause and effect can be traced back to. But really, it doesn't make a lick of sense. Because who, who the hell made him? Who made who the hell? Who the hell made that? You know, like the like like something humanoid um, prefigured all of the world. I, I guess I understand the impulse. I understand the impulse to, to create that kind of mythology. Because human, human experience seems kind of primary, right? It seems, it seems, ah, it seems primary, right? But then uh, once I, once I start to ask myself that, Then it I uh, start to see through that a little bit, and that it feels that that um, 
Like that's actively being generated. That is even the mental category of human experience. That's being actively that's being actively created in each moment as an emergent phenomena. You know, the 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 mental categorizing activity of thinking of oneself as a human of of categorizing all your perceptual experiences into a category of humanness that differentiate against which you differentiate otherness you know we talk about we talk um culturally socio-politically a lot about the problems of othering with regard usually to uh, other classes of people and I think this uh all draws back to to even just the like this fundamental act of othering that's inextricably linked to the action of selfing I guess in this moment, like I'm, I'm, I'm saying right now that I'm a human and this is human experience. But at the same time, at the same time, that that feels. A little bit optional. I mean, I guess that sounds kind of nuts, but uh, like it's not the only thing that's going on. It's not the only way to look at things, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if that's even true. I'm hearing myself talk and experiencing the talking not not feel very coherent.
I, uh, I, I'm not, I don't have a lack of faith that this present experience is valid. And if that goes for me, I think it goes for you too. With regard to the words that I'm saying, I don't really know what they're communicating or if there's really coherency here. Um, and I've, I guess I would, I guess I could say very genuinely that I, I simply don't know if that if if what i'm doing is valid i really i really don't know and when i say that i'm thinking i'm i'm thinking about what i've been saying like I have, I have, there's some, there's some mental residue of what I've been talking about and how I've been talking, say, in the past, you know, 20 or 30 minutes, I'm estimating. And my, my general perception of it is that it has been fairly disjointed and and kind of lost feeling and kind of wandering and sort of yeah kind of kind of jumping between seemingly unrelated ways of looking at things without any rhyme or reason that I can discern But now, as I'm describing that, like, I, I do perceive, I do seem to perceive some coherency in the way that I'm describing it. And weirdly enough, it's like, okay, now and at this moment, there seems to be some form of coherency that is, is enacted retroactively. Um, and as I'm sure you might be able to predict, if you are at all familiar with this series, what I might say next. You, you probably, you, you might, you might know what I'm about to say, actually. Just think, like, if I just went to describing my own incoherency, and then subsequently reflecting that in my description of incoherency there was coherency what am i going to say next you i mean you can you can predict it
It's that in the act of me describing my newfound experience of coherency, the opposite truth manifested itself and that notion of coherency revealed itself not to be true or its opposite the, the, the opposite truth appeared. So it's like, I think if you watch enough of these episodes, you probably, you probably can just start to, to predict the types of things that I'm going to say. Which is a little freaky. I said earlier that that I genuinely don't know if what I'm doing is valid. And now I see that now I see that that I have this pattern of um I've always kind of questioning everything that I say and everything that I say, um, I probably kind of automatically kind of like look for the opposite truth at the time that I say something. And, and so like, I mean, I don't know if that's exactly what I'm doing, but when I, when I was saying that I genuinely don't know if what I'm doing is valid, then, at the same time, the thought occurred that maybe it does seem rare to for for someone to actually like persistent like persist at a very public activity that in which in which that they they are that kind of like openly. doubtful of the validity of what they're doing and so like maybe in that there's a, a certain kind of value and in that a certain kind of validity and so that i mean that's that's exactly that's exactly the type of thinking that i do all the time in this It's like, yeah, and so like, I, 
that, that brings up this question for me. It's like, is, is this like, um, is this, is that motion of thought, that type of thought movement, like, is that an authentic movement towards truthfulness? Or is it kind of an unconscious pattern that's just perpetuating and has nothing to do with any higher or broader truth? Man, there are so many mushrooms out today. And of course, you 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 can probably predict what I'm about to say next, which is uh, perhaps that is a false dichotomy that I'm creating, or that a higher truth would be one that can encompass both of those perspectives. That being the the these perspectives being. One, that this is a movement towards truth. And two, that it's just kind of an automatic process playing out. Um, and so like a, a synthesis of that would be, you know, that, that this, the, the, this reality... This reality, you know, the one that we're experiencing right now, is, in a sense, like an, an automatic unfolding process that that, uh, that 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 you know doesn't have like the type of like localized agency that we might typically feel as being an individual and that that yes like many of the things that we um kind of automatically tend to identify with as as ourselves as us um are in fact like mimetic patterns that play themselves out in in uh, in a fashion that is just kind of like in accordance with cause and effect that that don't really need something like a true agency there, like creating them. You know, we can see that we can see that easily in the way that. Like cultural memes proliferate that people imitate each other and ideas spread and you know the way that really stupid ideas spread uh, and really stupid behavior is spread and etc etc. They don't have it doesn't even have to be stupid, but a lot of it is. Um, and then the, this other truth, the, this other perspective, being what is it? Oh yeah that. 
of, of, it, uh, be, of it moving towards truth, in a sense. And I think that's true. But it, but it is also speaking in a temporalized way that is that is like placing truth in the future and looking at, um, for instance, our human evolution as and the the evolution of our human worldviews as getting closer to the real truth. Uh, and this is. This is, uh, strangely enough, that is kind of like the, 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 the base axiom of, say, the scientific rational worldview. The idea that there are fundamental truths already out there, independent of human awareness of them, and that through 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 um, as time goes on and we we kind of test different models of reality against reality that we get closer to that truth that our model will map increasingly well onto that truth and I would say that, yeah, that is, that is true. Um, that, that is true. And also that that is also just a worldview that is kind of like that that is that is like on on that timeline you know what i mean it's like It's as if uh, that that is a per perspective from which, like from from that perspective, like that's it's it's real and truthful, and that it's. Uh, That, that that is a perspective that is oriented towards truthfulness and at the same time it it may it, it could terminate itself not not terminate itself but transcend itself that is, continue to follow that line of inquiry, that process of truth-seeking, will actually <clears throat> eventually lead us 
towards recognizing the actual limited nature or the, the relativism of even that, that worldview, that epistemy, Epis, epistemology. I don't know whether to say epistemy or, I, I think epistemy, not epistemology. Uh, Like, like you could, you, you would follow that. So like, say you, you are coming from the, the rational point of view. Okay. You were like, there, there's just, just saying something that's, that seems so fundamental as, as like, there is a reality that we're looking at that we can see and observe and learn about something that fundamental. And coming from that orientation, like 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 just following that, just just sticking to that, being true to that, does eventually lead to seeing outside even that paradigm to the point where you you even perceive that paradigm of perceiving as like as an object as a component as as like another thing another another evol like just one evolutionary stage of understanding among others Like it, it comes comes back and and sees itself, and so that's kind of that kind of is related to what I was talking about before of like the perception of of the self being on one hand ex experiencing the self as this this you know irrefutable subjectivity of like you know this is the this is i you know obviously there's there's experience happening here and at the same time like um at times like seeing it objectively which like you know you everybody does this to some extent like everybody is like like you, you can all you can you know look at your past self and be like, I said something, but uh, I really shouldn't have said that because I was really upset at the time, or I was I was really mad, so I wasn't really speaking very clearly or something. That's a that's a form of like seeing the self as objective. It's like you're recognizing that that's that's something that I was identified with. 
Like I, I said that stuff and I felt it. And I I probably even I've I meant it at the time, you know? Like I I was pissed and I I I felt the um, I felt the emotional reality behind what I was saying at that time. It was it was true when I was saying it. And then and now I'm looking backward back at it and that's like a past self and and I don't feel that truth. I don't I'm not experiencing the 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 reality behind that. I'm seeing that as as something different. I'm objectifying uh that manifestation of myself. So like we all do that to uh to to certain extents. And I guess I feel interested in the times when that's like happening very simultaneously and and presently like seeing myself speak and uh, like witnessing myself speak as an object you know hearing hearing words come out of my mouth and being like oh i can i'm hearing myself speak and it's it's like not completely me like if if there's something witnessing what's coming out of my mouth and there's then there's obviously something some there's also some other version of selfhood here but at the same time like the, what i'm saying having obviously having something to do with the self that i'm identified with but it it continues you know like at this moment i'm i'm sitting between these two mo- big moss covered boulders And at times, experiencing what I'm saying as feeling feeling a little new, feeling a little novel, feeling some element of discovery in what I'm saying, or that uh, like feeling the the sense of some synthesis coming about of my experience that has some newness in it for me and so having this experience of uh there there being there actually being some unknown aspect of reality that is manifesting or or feeling like there there is something not fully formed to look for and uh you know which lets me feel a little bit excited about life that there's more more to there's the, the the idea that there's something to come that I haven't experienced already. There's something different that may occur that uh, myself is not finitely authored. Is not a finished book. Um. And and at the same time, I can also perceive in what I'm saying and how I'm speaking much of the known or much of what I am familiar with, what I can recognize as patterns of thought that I've thought before, that I've heard, that, that I've um, consumed from the outside world. And so it's not 
just one or the other. But paradoxically, paradoxically, I, I can kind of say that um, I do really appreciate the experience of feeling like I'm, I'm like more vividly in 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 that kind of nexus or in that more more like the self that I'm identified with being more accurately located in at this point where stuff is where I can where I'm experiencing something manifest that is new that is not just the same and while I say that and I seem to be drawing a distinction between for instance this moment and other more mundane moments of life um, the falsehood of that kind of reveals itself and and I realize like like is that ever truly not present is there is there actually some other time some other way of being where that's where that's like not real i mean we can like this this what i'm saying now like the tone of what i'm saying contrasts markedly with what i was saying I don't know, maybe it was like half, 30, 40 minutes ago, where I I was expressing this exasperation at, at being just so boring, so bored and familiar with what I was doing and what I was saying and the ways I was thinking and... Yeah, feeling bored by just recognizing the same patterns of thought repeat themselves. And and even even holding a perception that like it would always be that way, that 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 there's not a there's not a real substantial agent here that that like self authors and, and like you know, chooses and creates what patterns of thinking to set in motion. And I still think that's true. Uh, but I but I don't feel at all like oppressed by that because what I what I'm seeing now is is more that Like in, in the absence of like an individual cordoned off agent, in the absence of 
you know, an individual human agent, an individual me that's, that's the real author here, setting things into motion. Um, what feels more true to me is the interconnectedness with every one and everything else. And, and the fact that of this present experience and this line of thinking does originate in, you know, what I would ordinarily term the outside world, the external world, in all this uh, external information influences memes, I mean, and I'm, it, it's, it's like hard to say memes now because everybody thinks you're talking about um, pictures with words on them. Uh, but I mean it in the, in the, the more, the, the preceding uh, Richard Dawkins use of it. Um, in that like, what I would ordinarily think of me is just composed of all of that stuff. And, um, it's actually, it is actually heartening when I consider the possibility that there's, that there seems to be any kind of signal at all, any kind of sense at all. If everything that I'm composed of is, is just like everything else then I might be suspected to think that's all noise, you know? Like, how did, how is there any signal in the noise? And so that there, there, there is a process going on here. There is a process going on Like, just the fact that there is some sense-making happening with regards to this experience in the context of the whole world um, is remarkable. It's like even the notion that something like like noise and signal could be can be perceived and apparently discerned between apparently 
the fact that there is something that we can talk about as meaning. That you understand what I'm saying to some degree, to on, on, on some level, even just on the basic level of like, you, you speak this language, you understand this language. And not only do you understand this language, you are receiving some kind of meaning here. Some kind of, some kind of meaning is happening. In, and it's not only, it's not only say like the words that I'm saying, like the, the thoughts that are happening here, it's, it's also in, there's also the thoughts that are occurring concurrently in your mind, in your experience, along with your sensation and perception of, and conception of the words that you are hearing from, from here, out, out here. is, um, even though, you know, that's a sort of thing we just always overlook and take for granted, it's... When I really look at that, it's kind of remarkable to... that, that it, it is like a... a kind of evidence of a meaning that is not reliant on the the notion of of individual agency but i guess yeah i don't know like still still what i'm describing continues to 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 kind of strike me as so obvious It's, yeah, I don't know, this is, this is, these are the sorts of things that I say here on Walking and Talking, that things, I, I talk about things that are fundamentally, funda so fundamentally obvious that we never think about them, I guess. And, um, so here we are now, and like I felt, I felt some options occur to me for how, how to proceed talking of course, and one category of those options 
would involve kind of creating an, an, a narrative of like where we currently sit in this episode to kind of create a summary of where we've been, what our trajectory has been. Like what, just, just what sorts of perspectives on reality have we moved through in this time? And to, to by doing that, create some kind of map of what we're doing here, where we might be headed. And to, to, to maybe, you know, ascribe some overarching meaning to what we're doing here in Walking and Talking. Or like, particularly in this episode. And so, so some of those versions of the narrative occurred to me as a, a possible way of, of proceeding. And they also appeared to me as, as being optional. So, so for one, let's take an example of, of like maybe, maybe the, f the first prominent sort of like summarizing narrative that occurred to me in my mind about what's going on here. And I'll, yeah, I'll just go ahead and, and, and relate that summary that kind of occurred to me. And that would be kind of like, so like we started off in, in a fairly like, I think, I think very conventional mode of thinking and talking about sort of like the ad ad addictive dynamics of YouTube viewership and setting out a, a, a what could be described as a somewhat polemic narrative with with a moral program and at some point uh, doubt arising and going into a, a longer not a longer but a period of confusion we could call it of being of a felt experience of unsureness of what we were doing, why were we were here, what is what is the meaning 
what should we be doing? Is this valid? You know, the uh, felt embar various felt embarrassments and and self critiques of this video, along two of them being, one of them being, um, the the recognition of of its kind of like uh, rote repetitiousness of patterns of thinking. And then the other one being um, a, a critique of the the kind of wandering, disjointed, incoherent nature of what I was saying. Uh, interestingly, both of these seem to be like somewhat opposite characteristics. And then. Um, I then and and now I perceive like a different uh, a, a subsequent phase of this video, which I'm sort of demarcating by the act of of sitting on this rock here and being in this location between these two boulders, in which. in which preceding dichotomies that felt problematic achieved a kind of a kind of synthesis that resolved their problematic nature And at the same time, like even even reconciled like the, the the felt experience of their their problematicness. That is like reconciling that uncomfortable experience of feeling the self criticality of being rote or being incoherent and recognizing and so and you know and and recognizing I don't know, just, just recognizing those modes of being as just existing without like a value judgment on them uh, and, and seeming to, to flow more easily into a way of thinking and speaking that, that isn't really relying on, on value judgments.
and feeling, I'd say, you know, feeling resolution and, and that resolution, I feel like what that comes from is, is, uh, the emotional level. So like still being able to perceive, um, this dichotomy between, you know, like I was saying earlier, like self as object and self as subject. And not experiencing that as dissonance. I mean, I, I guess as, I guess because it's like now we can, we can see those as, as just two kind of like alternate expressions of, of a whole, a relative whole. And so like emotionally, like they, they don't carry this experience of dissonance. And so like, okay, everything that I'm, that I'm saying right now, like it, don't forget, like is, is contained within a, what I'm deeming like an optional summary, an optional kind of narrative summary of like where we are at right now in this video. And so this is all leading up to Um, what occurred to me as like sort of a, a temptation now to to cast to cast the present state as positive in in relation to previous parts of the video. Like that, that, that kind of emerged as an option here. Like, and sure that, that makes sense in that like it, so like I, f I felt tempted to categorize my present experience or at least I did when I when I began describing these different options for narrative summaries as a as in in a positive valence to to describe my present reality as without emotional tension, without emotional dissonance. And, and along with that, the, the, this mentation, this, this verbal mentation process, this linguistic thing that's going on here as feeling like it is, it is flowing 
with less resistance. And that's that's a true that that is a that is not a false interpretation of reality. But in another sense to to be purveying the present reality in in a positive valence does feel limited in that it it necessarily posits this other it necessarily kind of like creates an an other like negative valence an an other negatively valenced reality a negatively valenced state that that I am projecting into the past and when I project it into the past, it's like, it's also kind of necessarily like posits as posits it as a, a possible future as well. And that process of, of dichotomizing the present versus the past and the future is, is, is is the process by which we 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 kind of self-create the felt experience of the linearity of time and in doing that we self-create the problems for ourselves With with the the ultimate one being death, it's like we 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 are we are create we create such problems as our own mortality. When when we self create. the necessary components of mortality, which are time and the self. And any time we other, like, and, and I, uh, like, I, I know that, 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 like, when I, when I, when I say other as a verb, that there, there are, there may be um, associations that you have of that that are that are more kind of like social justice oriented, and uh, it's what I'm saying is is very related to that. But like I, I feel in in a more, and and not like any specific social sense. Like, and I mean I mean other in the the very fundamental like mental action of. of individuating, of, of dichotomizing the self and the other, 
So, so anytime we other, you know, anytime we like mentally create the other, then we mentally create the self. And then when we mentally create the self, we, there, there's, there are, there are limitless, there are boundless problems. There's always that problem of death. Which is, you know, that is, that is a mental thing. In a sense, you know, in this, in, in this, in this, whatever, in this, ho in, in this, however, provisional reality that we're creating here in walking and talking. But yeah, to, to return to what I was saying a little bit ago, like, um, like th this temptation to, to, So I, I think there are like multiple levels in which I could categorize and 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 place like valuations on on experience. But in, in order to do that, I also have to be, you know, mentally mentally cordoning off such dis discrete experiences like like into objects I into like like to I, I have to be categorizing in a way that I'm I'm placing distinctions in between like this and this experience and that experience like the past 20 minutes versus an hour ago as if they were not just completely connected to each other. And in order to do that, I have to, I have to also be actively engaged in, in like, in, in, in creating time, you know, like for myself, like thinking about 20 minutes ago, thinking about an hour ago. And to, to, and like, to what, ex to what extent am I granting those ideas reality? Like the 20 minutes ago, like to what extent is that real?
but um, and, and so like I'm I'm saying that I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of saying that I uh, have I have a suspicion or a, a distrust of of like mentally categorizing certain experiences as positive ones versus otherwise because then I'm I'm creating this dichotomy um, that doesn't seem necessary um, and like the and so and I think you know I think there's there's a lot of merit to that and and legitimacy to say that like the the more fervently I I I see certain things as good um and, and like the more the more solidity I give to to that mental category of things um then conversely uh I'm also going to be doing the same thing with things that I categorize as bad probably you know like like the the badness of thing of something <clears throat> Or the wrongness of, of something is is going to feel that much more real and solid to me and, and like truth. And, and and like there's a real recognition of the 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 dichotomous and limited nature of that um, way of seeing reality. And, and that I, in expressing that I'm assenting towards a way of experiencing reality that um, I could describe as like more, f more fluid or more ambiguous or Or less, I, I I would hope like less reductive, and and just like with more overall integration um, to to be more cognizant of the interconnectedness of everything, including the interconnectedness between myself and the rest of the world and and for instance when I when I perceive a wrong when I perceive uh, another person as being bad or another behavior as being bad or wrong or not belonging in the world like um, to 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 actually be able to to perceive my own actual involvement in that and and that that wrongness or evil that I'm perceiving as as being as as existing in myself, um, so like you know, assenting towards that, what I think is as a more a more integrated understanding of reality. And yet, uh, somewhat paradoxically, uh, I, I can't, I kind of can't help but 
to be valencing that very thing as positive, as opposed to the more dichotomous reality that I'm talking about as being negative relative, you know, you know, relatively negative or relatively not as whole. Not as holistic. And and so like, you know, I, I it, it is it's very funny, you know, to me in this moment to, to realize that like uh, that it's like I, I, I can't seem to help but continue to um, create and manifest the very structure of reality that I seem to be describing as um, uh, as as lower or as um, a a less whole worldview and it's like I'm 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 creating that structure of reality as I talk about it, as, as I talk about something else, as I talk about an other reality. Like, I, I'm, I'm right, I have been this whole time, like, engaged in an, an othering of an entire worldview, an entire reality. <laughs> I've, been, I've been othering reality this whole time. <laughs> And, and I, I can't, I, and I also have to admit that, like, uh, that I can't help but be positively valencing, like, my current, my current experience, um, at least on an emotional level, because, like, if, if I'm trying to describe my, my very current um, felt experience. It's like, I would use words like openness and, and freedom, I guess. And, and just like a, a general sense of, of, of well-being that, uh, a sense of well-being that, that's even encompassing, like, um, the types of things, the, the types of problems like death and mortality. And, um, like, and, and that's like, like for me that, that, uh, leads towards encompassing the types of problems, like, like large scale things that we think of as problems and, and like being able to, to like, hopefully like, like, you know, hold, hold all of that truth to hold all of that that truth as real and, and not like diminish any amount of suffering that's going on but also to to be able to to really see it as as change and to see change as being totally fundamental to reality
and and for that to be all integral you know to um to to you know what is what's unfolding here um and like i'm like i'm 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 very tempted to to say that like um i i'm i i feel very tempted right now to to speak of of reality as as having um, just a, an inf a, a very fundamental and inherent goodness to it, of of that being like an like an all all pervading uh, quality of reality. That that is a, a goodness so all encompassing and so fundamental that that. It even that that even um, is is big enough to hold all of the suffering that exists. And you know, and when I when I hear myself like say that sort of thing and when i when i experience myself like feeling that um and so of course there's this other other skeptical voice in in my head that that's very rightly remembers all these other times in life when i'm i'm like holy fucking shit there's there's so much suffering. This is so shitty. This is so fucked up. My life is so fucked up. I'm doomed. I'm gonna die. Life is hard. I'm my body's gonna keep decaying and be less and less comfortable to live in. Um, things in the world seem so intractably fucked there are just so many 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 people that i can conceive of living in the world with lives that are way more fucked than mine I mean, from, you know, from my perspective, like... Like, there, there are situations being so more... so much more limited. And, um... 
and and I'm so so I'm also saying that there's there's also there also very much seems to be this other truth um and and exterior to now that I can posit by my mental action and I can project myself into that exterior and myself in that exterior can mentally categorize this moment, this experience of, say, walking and talking as a conceptual uh, category of experience and could can categorize this as being a just just a, a, a partial and relative um, view on reality that that's like you know like like say okay so I, so I'm like I'm currently you know let's let's go ahead and like I'll project myself into this external me that's like, you know, at home or walking somewhere or driving or eating food, you know, doing life and has some thought occurs to me about walking, talking, some based on memory and the, and based on the, the question of, should I do it again? When should I do it? Um, is it, and, and the continual kind of like questions of should I should I keep doing is, is this like a, a valid thing to keep doing uh, is, is this worth doing and you know not not seeming not seeming to be like 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 I, I can very much like recognize like not seeming to be in contact with as with with as nuanced and as open feeling and as peaceful feeling and Of, of a reality as I, f as I feel I am experiencing now. So, and yet that is, that is still a version of reality that I'm creating right now. The version of of reality where linear time and the continuity of selfhood are are like fundamental are are like fundamentally real.
and it's like I can I can remember um, or, or I, I think I am remembering right now Wow like like I, I I was going to say that I think I'm remembering now like the experience of thinking thinking the, the 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 sorts of thoughts as follows like when I'm when I'm doing like daily life as a category I'm, I don't know walking walking over to my garden or something or like cooking food or something or or getting food uh something like that or like trying to trying to make some kind of decision via email or something like that or uh <clears throat> so so thinking the sorts of thoughts as follows I uh, of like I I am in a situation in which my individuation feels feels kind of concrete or like maybe let's put a little nuance on this like okay I'm 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 perceiving that there's a lot of mental activity going on right now uh, that that is actuating self other understanding of the of the world and and underlying that thought being kind of a feeling of of that being limiting or like it like like some kind of maybe like persistent like some like in the background maybe like go, goes under the radar sometimes or or gets gets a little clouded over by things like but in the background persistent notion that there is a much wider open reality that you have access to if if uh if you if you do manage to like put like to to like ar arrange your material existence in the, in 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 the most conducive um way and it's like 
it's obviously paradoxical the way that I'm talking about it because I, I'm, I'm talking about like I'm talking about like a, like a physical empirical material reality and and like that that uh, very much necessitates like self and other like you you individual person like you gotta get your get your life in order and in order enough to create for yourself the conditions in which you <laughs> can can uh, come into a way of experiencing reality in which uh, that shit doesn't have the solidity that it otherwise does and to in which like that that material reality like lose it loses its material reality that the self otherness like loses material materiality and that's a complete paradox that's a complete paradox like i can i can say for sure like some hiker comes walking through here and says hello to me that that uh I I am going to be like in a different state temporarily that that I that it's like okay that then I am going to be like relating as self to other and then and then even even that I posited that that reality like uh implies that material that like you know a material empirical reality that involves self other that, that I that I posit like that a a hiker can come up here and talk to me like in in just in that in that mental activity of like proposing that positing that possibility it's like I'm I'm activating um, that reality that that way of seeing things. That's funny. Is that right? Right after I I uh, finished saying that, I like, I just I heard some laughter like off in the distance. Right when I said that, like I've been sitting on these rocks for a long ass time and have not heard any sign of other humans that I'm aware of, or maybe I didn't notice it because I was busy ranting. And then, <laughs> and then I start to describe the possibility of an other. <laughs> appearing and as soon as I do that uh, and other and other appears in in my sensory awareness that is or the evidence of an other so I, he I hear some laughter in the distance Wow.
Yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's so strange. It's so, it's so fucking mysterious. It's, it's so fucking mysterious in, in that, like, in that it, it, it almost, like, that in a sense, like, like, individ individuation, like, feels kind of optional to me. Like, uh, but, but yet it's not. I just feel like I I have the the experience now as as if like as if as if any kind of like positing ultimate reality as being anything other than exactly what you see right now on the surface is is like a mistake and missing something. And I realized I, did, I didn't exactly like describe to you like the, the mental process that led to that exactly that statement right there. It may, may have been slightly non sequitur, but nonetheless. Like, like the feeling like that there is no, like there is no, like missing reality. There, there is no, like there is no, like just wrong or invalid um, experience of reality. Like, you know? And like that applying to like, you at any other time and that applying to any other being and yet and yet at the same time at the same time like exactly what I am describing like necessarily posits a, a false or limited understanding of reality. So I, I, I am engaged still in, in creating an yet another dichotomy of you know i guess i guess we could call it like completeness and incompleteness or or perfection and imperfection
just then I... I felt like I noticed, like, like, I've been saying, like, dop dopaminergic a lot in this episode. I don't know. Actually, I heard somebody say that word, and I liked how it sounded. Uh, but let's, let me try and, and come up with a, a better word to describe what I'm talking about. And, and they're just being, like, like a... A gravitational precipitation or a a good feeling efflux or a, 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 a pleasant solidification a pleasurable solidification or something so I described at another time I think in this video like sort of the the desire to to like grasp onto something solid or just like you know a, a solid categorical framework for experience. So like you know I see a mushroom like a mushroom you know and it's like okay and that that's like a familiar mental categorization for my experience and so like some kind of provisional form of solidity in my experience that I might grasp I might grasp for if if there would otherwise be an uncomfortable feeling of lostness uh, yeah like a like a like an an unpleasant orientation towards um, the, the like solubility of experience and so You know, what, what I think might frequently occur in these walking and talking episodes is, um, you know, like a fairly typical arc to these things might be that I'm, I'm coming from, like, I'm starting off in some fairly conventional mode of thinking about things and talking, and as I go on, that kind of starts to break itself up through things like doubt and self-criticism or, yeah, I don't know, like, like self-inquiry um, into a more unsure space and then, um, which is often hard or, or you know, there, there's the experience of difficulty in that at first and then uh, getting through the difficulty, there can be the experience of that that uns unsureness, uncertainty, or, or, but then it's, then it's like, it's not, it's no longer negatively emotionally valenced, and then it becomes something that you would more accurately describe as openness, or like solubility of experience, or fluidity, or freedom, or something like that. Openness, and then, um, from that type of state, Um, there, there can be like a gravitational pull towards like, like sort of like an, an emotional 
like solidification around something. So like, like for instance, for instance, my, my temptation to like categorize this experience into, into one of a positive valence and, and like, you know, um, manifest like a, a narrative of my experience as, as being like a good one. So like, so maybe I categorize it as like, oh, I, I worked through some difficulties or I, I, I really dug in deep with my thinking here or uh, over, overcame some like conceptual problems that I have or I worked, yeah, yeah worked through some emotions. Uh, I, I, I successfully moved myself from a place of self-doubt and self-criticality um, to one of more self-assurance and meaning and uh, having a better understanding of where where I'm going in life, that sort of thing. Or just, or even just on the basic level of like being like, okay, I, I feel better right now. Like this is a, this is a better feeling than before. Uh, and to, to, to like, so there, there's, uh, that exists as like a temptation like that, that has, that has some kind of like attraction to it. There's an attractor to that too. And, um, um, but I guess, I guess what I want to point out in, in that type of, um, action or experience or whatever it is, it's like, not like, it's not like, not like a tangible action it's like i don't know experiential action or something like that um what i want to point out in that is is like uh the 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 interplay of of like of the mental action of that and and the emotion, or or actually perceived emotion, um, because what I'm thinking of, what I what I'm currently thinking of emotion as being is like, is actually like a mental categorization of sensation. Like, like, if I'm describing like a, a bad emotion, a, a, an uncomfortable emotion, it's, it's, um, I'm talking about it and I'm describing it, um, there's both these mental processes involved and there's, and there's, there's physical sensation. Um, but if I, if I can kind of look at both of those things it's not that the it's not like the physical sensation is inherently bad or negative like without without the mental categorization of such and uh i i'm not like this isn't this is not to denigrate emotion at all it's like or or to like say that it's totally illusory or unnecessary it's like so like, 
you know, you feel bad about something, there's there's a reason for that. There's self-preservation uh, utility in that. Or 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 like you know, just other other types of like purpose for that that we that are much harder to to understand and categorize. Now, let me let me just collect myself for a moment and remember what the hell are the the multiple trains of thought that I'm on right now. Um, So like basically I, I'm I'm still kind of describing like a paradoxical nature of of reality and of experience. So and, and a very obvious one is that is kind of like like the the necessity of of a total to, of a totally linear um, conception and experience of time and uh, you like utilitarian type of thinking or or just like task oriented goal oriented thinking that is completely necessary, say, for instance, to for me to get myself like out here in this environment. Uh, to just like, um, you know, carve out a, a time of day for me to come and walk and talk and record it for four hours. Uh, all the all the very particular tasks and just conditions necessary for that to occur for this to occur And, and yet at the same time, like, ha having an experience that, uh, that, that shows that the, that task oriented mode of thinking and the linear time mode of thinking to, to, to be very partial um, viewpoints of reality. And, and that to, to be a very real experience. 
of, of uh, you know, I, I'm experienced that partiality of that mode of being um, in as real a way as anything else. As real as anything. And so, um, so that, so that, that's one way of looking at, at paradox. And then, and this other thing is that I, I started to, I started to talk about how, like, and, and, and related to this, I started to talk about how, like, individuation feels optional. And so, so what is individuation? That's like, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of that as being just the experience of being an individual self, like as opposed to the rest of the world, being an individual, being a person or, or a being, whatever, um, And what leads me to suggest that that feels optional is, is that I, I'm observing in this, in this moment how, like, I, I'm just, I'm observing and it, feel, it feels very real. Uh, every way in that like every every mental activity is like is is kind of creating reality um in a way that it's like it doesn't have to and so like just like on on a on a fairly easy level it's like it's fairly easy to see how like different narratives of our lives like um just do do kind of create a different a different reality for us so like like the example of like when you're you're angry about something and you think one way about a, a thing and then like a little bit later you're not angry about the thing and you think totally differently about that um those are it's like you you have just gone through two different two totally different realities like your reality just changed like and and it's like what what seemed like a full reality you know it's like if you're if you're angry about something um when when you are angry about something It's, it's not just nothing, you know, it's, it's like, you're not, you're not going to be angry if you, if you don't perceive some reason for it as real, you know, if, 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 if that's not the reality that you're perceiving, you know, like, It's like in in one sense maybe maybe we want to say that like anger is like a mistake 
or like a a, a failure to see the interconnectedness of things or something or, or like a failure to to recognize some aspect of yourself or something like that or or whatever and okay maybe maybe that's maybe that's true or something but at the same time like that experience of anger is really real and really connected to your your experienced reality and so you can't you can't totally dismiss it or denigrate it you know you can't totally denigrate that experience as being real and then also that anger is not going to last forever and uh, you there there will be some other time when you are seeing reality differently and you're looking back at that time when you're angry and uh, being like well that that perspective wasn't or isn't the full reality as I understand it now So, so this, that's just like kind of like an an example of of the way that like various things like the your narratives around things and your emotions like change and and kind of create your reality. And but it but then it goes it goes deeper and deeper than that. It goes like, la like levels deeper than that, to um, even things that seem more fundamentally real, like like you know an object like I, like I like say that I'm I don't know. Um, let, let me think of a good example like. Like things that, like we observe things that that seem more fundamentally real than, say, for example, our fleeting emotions. Um, but we can come to realize that even those those seemingly solid and fundamentally real observations are are not so. And there's a total, total like history of that happen happening, you know. Like think of all the things that the human race once thought was true that are seem like total nonsense now. Like the the you know just like an easy example is um, that we we generally accept that the Earth revolves around the sun, and yet a few hundred years ago. If you if you said that, people would look at you like you're fucking nuts. Like, look at the fucking sky. Obviously, the sun is revolving around us. Are you fucking blind? Look, it starts over there and it goes over there. What the hell are you talking about? Us, resolve, us revolving around the sun, you know? It's like, it's so obviously observably that the sun 
goes from over there, over there, every single day, like clockwork, literally. Uh, you know, that's something that, like, if you put yourself in that mind state, it's like, of, of course that's like a fundamental observable reality. And yet it's not. And so like, uh, but like that applies to everything. And it applies to the immediate now. So maybe maybe we take take something else like um, yeah I don't know like like we could take for example like. When earlier in this video, I, um, my, my observed reality of myself was as, as kind of like stuck in rote patterns of thinking and speaking, and as, as not being connected to like, um, so some kind of like, any kind of like creative source or, um, or newness, or like the unknown, or something. And then, um, upon further observation, that that reality kind of broke apart, and yeah. Yeah, it's like, um, like having, having an experience of, uh, of not, yeah, not only just like, not only just like selfhood or individuation, like, like not just like going beyond on just like, uh, you know, dissolving the illusion of, of individual self. Like we, we've talked a lot about that. Um, but even, but even going to the point of, of like reality at all, like, like that there, that there is something at all, 
and and recognizing Yeah, I don't know. Just like recognizing all the all the types of activity that that uh, that are that are just actively going on, like right there, right now. <laughs> that that are creating this reality. And I just and I just mean so like all mental activity from from the conceptions that we have, which we, we've kind of talked a lot about how mutable those are and how big a role those play in uh, leading towards like the, the, the ex seeing everything as solid, seeing ourselves as solid uh, people um, and like, you know, turning our our reality into like a hard a kind of like a hard truth to butt up against um but but beneath that level of conception also like perception just that is like 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 take the sun example like the like the sun moving across the sky like so is is that a conception or a perception. It's like, uh, feels, feels a little bit like a gray area to me, like whether that's a perception or a conception, which like kind of lends support to the idea that, that, that there's not exactly a fine dividing line between perception, percept and concept. That like, maybe like concept is kind of like a big, a big complex percept or, uh, web of, of, of related percepts or something like that or or, or like um, say the way that like technology has extended our capabilities of observation and just just how much that's changed our reality uh, by extending our perceptions by by changing our perceptions but just in a more like even like immediate sense in a more immediate sense like the, the mutability of perceptions I want to talk about. Um, I'm trying to think of think of a good example. Well, let me let me just let me just jump to an example of sensation. Okay, okay, this is this is like sensation perception uh, borderline. So, like, um, I, I'm perceiving my hand here, 
right? Um, And what does that mean to, for me to perceive my hand? Uh, there's, it, it means that there is some different sensation here that I am mentally categorizing into hand. So I see my hand. That means there's some light. There, there is light sensation. And... Uh, kind of autom automatically there's um, a mental categorization, a, you know, a mental, mental like, decoding or organizing or whatever of that perceptual information or, no, sensual, sensual information into a percept. The percept being, like, the hand. The, like, the sensation being just, like, I don't know, like what what is the the pure like data of light entering your eyes or something like that. Um, and then there's also the physical sensation. So like what I feel coming from my hand, but um, as I talk about that, like those can become. I can. There's the option to like decouple those. You know, like I feel. Something I can say, I can say I feel something, and then I can see something. But um, while while I'm doing this, I also do feel like really that there is a mental activity involved for me to say that what I'm feeling and what I'm seeing are my hand, you know. And of of course, of course, it's also true that you're going to be like, you know, that we're going to be like, well, sure, go ahead and think about it that way if you want. But like, when you when your hands on a hot stove burner, you're going to be you're not going to be acting like that. You're not going to be acting so optionally, and you're right. You're absolutely right. And and so like I guess uh this this is you know this is just another kind of like paradox or another another manifestation of the same paradoxical nature coming up. Like that say like you you can especially in meditation or something, you can um, observe your sensation in a way where you can further kind of decouple it from perception and conception, decouple it from all those mental narratives. And, um, and then, and you can get to a point where it's like, you, you get rid of actually the mental um, category of sensation, even, because, like, like, I mean, so, for instance, like, maybe you can, maybe you can detect, like, in what I'm talking about, like, the, the fuzzy boundaries between, say, sensation, perception, and conception, like, that they, they all actually, like, 
uh, are interplaying with each other to to kind of it's like they they're kind of like necessitating each other, if that makes any sense. Like like for me to say be like I'm I'm seeing and feeling my hand. Uh, it's like the the sensation, perception, and conception are are all necessarily involved in that statement, you know? Like, even for me to say something like, I'm feeling, like, that involves... That involves the, the mental conception of I, the mental conception of, like, my hand, and the mental conception of, like, feel. Uh, and yet, and, and that if you were to, to kind of, like, let all of that kind of like disperse or, or just like relax or kind of dissolve into the actual reality, then it's like um, you can, you can, you can let, you can, you can kind of like uh, you can let all of that go. To where and, and, and this like this is this is when I say that I'm not implying a loss um, because you know it's not like reality doesn't just well <laughs> like it doesn't doesn't just like disappear like, like it's it's not like um, <laughs> for for this for it to be a loss and for it to disappear, um, that requires, that requires actually imagination, imagining like, <laughs> imagining like some non-experience, some like, uh, it, it requires like a, a reality without experience, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is like the problem with, this is like the problem of death is like, why, why is death bad? Unless um, we're 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 kind of like creating a, a world without experience in it, um, that and that seems bad and seems scary uh, when it's like what we're identified with is is the individual um, selfhood that that is like wrapped up in linear time and has mortality and, and will, you know, disappear or, or like, you know, more realistically change drastically into something that is, uh, less recognizable to that limit, to that limited conception of self. Um, pardon me. Sorry, I'm gonna. I'm sorry, I'm peeing while I'm talking because I guess I want to keep talking. I pee on this moss so it's not as loud. Uh, what was I talking about? This is inappropriate, I know. Um. 
Sorry, I forget my manners sometimes. I forget, I forget, uh, occasionally, occasionally I might lapse on the dictates of polite society. Um, I mean, I guess, I, I guess, like, what I'm getting at seems to be, like, summarizable, um, as, as some fairly, fairly familiar type of, like, Eastern mystical statement of, saying that 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 what really is is fundamental doesn't doesn't go anywhere doesn't even change doesn't even change Weirdly enough, um, weirdly enough, anything that is appearing to be solid <clears throat> will change and will go away. in 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 the in the form that one recognizes cuz even even recognizing a thing as like having inherent something i don't know i'm obviously just going off on uh emptiness that's been been talked about a lot before But it's 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 uh it's again it's again like paradoxical in that that uh, I don't know like I I want to say that like what is what is most fundamentally true and real is is that that which like is the most fundamentally like empty of 
I don't know what we would call a substance or something like that. Or continuity, or, or just like even, um, I don't know. Yeah, like substance. And then like, everything would, I don't know. I can't, I can't, I can't anymore. I can't. I can't. I can't. It's, it is exactly time to stop. It is the perfect time to stop. It's, I just can't. And we're at the, we're at the correct time too. This is magic. This is magic. I can't. Give me some money on Patreon. Just give me some money. Give us give me some money. Before I start to cry. Okay, I can't even. Bye. I can't even.